Wayne and Sylvia, they, they ate at Frank's every Thursday. And, you know, when you're a waiter, yeah, you want to serve the people that, that treat you with respect. And that's all that they ever did. Yeah. They treated me with respect. And, you know, that made me only want to serve them more. Mm. So a few weeks in, into serving Wayne and Sylvia, Wayne kind of asked me, you know, what I'm doing with my life. I'm currently pre-med. I uh, want to focus in cardiothoracic surgery, still currently. Kind of on the back burner of that conversation, I mentioned that I had a company with a few friends of mine, and Wayne was eating at the time at the head of the table, and he kind of just stopped, and he looked up, and he said, you own a business? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, what type of bi- a business? And I sure. Said, I said, furniture business. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, stop what you're doing yeah. and come talk to me. Takes out a business card. He says, give me a call. And, you know, I think I came home that night. I gave the card to Will. I said, well, listen, I'm just pretty busy, you know, because I was still in school. Sure. And I said, you know, when you have the opportunity to give Wayne a call, what happens is, is, you know, I come home and I, I live with Will. Will's my roommate. And the moment I get into the door, Will comes, you know, walking out of his, out of his room and he's like, Nate, I think we just made the biggest deal of our lives. <laughs> This is Going Boldly, the podcast. Here's your host, Russ the Big Guy. Hi, it is Russ the Big Guy. I'm a lifelong entrepreneur who is very familiar with the struggles and successes related to running a business. I know it is definitely worth the struggle. The freedom and unlimited potential keep me moving forward, fueled by my why. Aligned with that is my desire to share with you, the entrepreneur and aspiring business owner, entertainment, information, inspiration, and even transformation into an even more amazing entrepreneur and human. To those ends, please enjoy this episode of Going Boldly. Oh, we're having fun already up here in the penthouse suite. Uh, Hey, it is uh, Going Boldly. I've got three guys in here from Parlor City Furniture. And uh, they're going to talk about their journey, and they're going boldly. We have some common interests already, including uh, some other podcasts that we all listen to. So that's pretty cool. To my left, I have Tom. Say hey, Tom. Hi, everybody. And down in the end here in the in the studio is Will. Hi. And uh, to my right is Nate. Hey, guys. Even though they tried to mess me up telling me they had different names when they came in. Um, So we're having some fun here. Now, the Parlor City Furniture is a fairly new business right in my community. And I thought it was kind of interesting because Parlor City Furniture, like, why are they starting a furniture business for, like, businesses? And everybody's going remote. But they seem to have a good handle on what's happening with the market. So I want to find out more about that. And uh, I did a little research, and it was easy for me to find out that Parlor City Furniture is billing themselves this way. Building workspaces that inspire and and impressions that last, one office space at a time. So I thought that was pretty good. Who wrote that, guys? That was me. Will did. Will's the marketing genius of the group? (laughs) I'm the marketing guy. (laughs) He is. Let's get an idea of uh, of this company's story, because there is a little bit of an evolution to it, right? And I I actually was shopping for office chairs. You guys are not sitting in any of them because <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have more than a few that matched at the time. And I know things have changed a lot. So um, who wants to cover this one? Do you want to yeah, start? Yeah, it? I can start. So, All right, Will, go um, ahead. So basically in 2019, uh, you know, I come from real estate. So I was doing real estate sales, property management. Yeah. Uh, I worked with Keller Williams, Keller Williams, Greater Binghamton, uh, great company. I actually got into it through marketing. So I was doing some social media marketing for real estate agents locally uh, and then they ended up actually getting me into real estate. Uh, so one thing led to another. 
Um, from there, I went and did uh, something called KW Bold. So it's their like sales, like training program. So I would go up once a week up to uh, to Syracuse and do their their course, right? Nice. And um, so the coach there, he was kind of like a serial entrepreneur, um, and he had a bunch of cool different. Um, actually, his name's Pat Miller. Shout out to Pat. Shout out Pat Miller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he had a bunch of different cool investment, um, you know, ideas and, and things that he did. Tiny houses, you know, like cool things in Spain. Wow. And um, so one of the big ones that he did, so he had a 10,000 square foot warehouse and he hadn't, he didn't know what to do with it. Um, so he, what he did, you know, it's an interesting problem to have. But, yeah. So basically he went to auctions and he started filling up tractor trailers full of stuff and he took it and he filled up this warehouse. Where is this warehouse? It was in Charleston. Okay. So I, I believe it was Charleston. Yeah. Um, so he'd fill it up and then he parked somebody there on Facebook marketplace. Yeah. And then uh, they would just sell it and he showed me the graphs and granted this is Charleston, so it's a different market, but I saw the graphs and I was like, all right, maybe we've got to try this, you know? So, okay. so, um, that was like November, 2019. And then, uh, you know, so I grabbed Tom and Nate. I was like, Hey, you know, I have this idea that I got, you know, let's, let's give it a try. See what happens. I kind of had a different angle because coming from real estate, you know, I have access to a lot of people who have a lot of stuff and who have buildings, you know? So, uh, basically we would sell those items on consignment on Facebook marketplace. We would do the selling, you know, selling stuff on marketplace ourselves. Do you want to tell them about the, uh, original, marketplace business name and how that oh came. yeah, yeah i yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. how i found you guys because i think i was looking for some like used chairs right 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 it's like a year it and was a half for ago. uh yeah and it was for this is sort of like my common workspace you yeah. know i needed some like yeah yeah some so chairs so january, january but i wanted 1st. them that matched will yeah <laughs> so 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 january 1st 2020 we all got together. It was literally the first, right? Yeah, um, very first day of the yeah, year. Yeah, the first day of the year, we started <laughs> Baba Bargains. Baba Bargains, yeah. it was called. Oh, I didn't. Um, no, okay. Yeah. I came in after this one then. So yeah. it was a really gimmicky kind yeah. of like, well, it was like the, the, the slogan was, wool, buy your stuff, like wool, like like a, sh- a sheep. Baba Bargains. You yeah, know, yeah. So, I gotcha. Um, I took it off from, you know, yeah. the, the convenience store, Wawa. Wawa, yeah. From, yeah. From Jer- I'm, I'm from New Jersey. So I don't I know like, what Wawa stands for. Exactly. Though, but, yeah. it, but it's catchy it's, and everybody likes Wawa. So I was like, how about just Bob, like, you know, we're yeah. thinking about bargains or like something like, like, like you know, yeah. something with, with reselling stuff. So I was right. like, okay, bargain, yeah. Binghamton right. bargains, I think it Binghamton would, bros bargains. And we're like, Baba bargains. And yeah. it caught on? Well, it, it not really. So, all right. So then I'm worried about a new yeah. company I just saw online called Design Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. so we, um, we stuck with it, but honestly, it, it wasn't really necessary for it because we just sold stuff on Marketplace anyway. It was under our personal names. I see. Um, but uh, we had a big building downtown full of stuff. It was Logistically, it wasn't a great place because we didn't have like a loading dock. It was really hard to get stuff in and out. There was no real place to park. Um, Wait, is this the place local in Johnson City? No, no, no. This oh, was before no, that. No, this was so, different. Yeah. Oh. This was right around the traffic circle. We had a, we had a building there that we worked out of. It was kind of okay. dilapidated. And, okay. Um, so basically we sold stuff doing, you know, we, we were doing that for a while and we just would run out of stuff. We'd get a bunch of stuff. We'd yeah. sell it all really quickly. Very and consistent. Then, yeah. We, we would have to, we'd have to get more stuff. So sure. eventually we started buying out businesses full of stuff and there was a lot of, you know, this is 
during COVID. So there's a lot of downsizing, a lot of people going to working from home. Yeah. So a lot of, and, and a lot of businesses were, um, some of them were getting rid of offices entirely. So they would downsize or they would be building actually new headquarters. That was like a big thing. A lot of businesses were building new headquarters. I don't know why. During COVID. During COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so basically we'd come in, we'd buy all their stuff and then mm-hmm. we'd sell it out of this, this building that we had downtown. So, uh, you know, very early on, you know, we were running teams of guys of guys we found on the side of the street, you know, <laughs> who uh, would help us move stuff from this building. Like day, over, la- like day yeah. laborers or something? Yep. Oh, no kidding. Just who, people just, hey, do you guys need we, help? We're like, yeah. 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 We'll pay you. Like, yeah. You know, 50 <laughs> ran, bucks an hour. Random, yeah. you know. So, and we, yeah, we, I mean, we pay people well and. <laughs> And so they'd help nice. us move everything over, and then we'd just sell stuff out of the building. And but again, then we started running out of that. Yeah. But as we started getting into the, the you know, what we'd consider like liquidation services at that point. Yeah. Um, Nate actually, he was serving at at Frank's Italian Restaurant uh, at the time. Uh, right. we, we still we still had our our other jobs and everything. Um. So he actually had an interesting. Uh, yeah. conversation with Wayne and Sylvia Kerber who who had owned Upstate Office Furniture so we kind of had an uh you know I don't know if you want to take Yeah that. yeah um yeah I uh, definitely want to shout out Wayne and Sylvia Kerber All right so uh, so far we know we have three listeners to this <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, three shout outs <laughs> Yeah so just like Will was saying um we kind of came into this liquidation service at this point you know um we were getting pieces of furniture uh, selling them very, very quickly. And our biggest issue was that we'd run out. Yeah, sure. And, and, and you know, that that caused a problem because it kind of caused us to not make money for certain extended periods of time. Yeah. And so, of course, we still had to make money because we're living on our own. We're college kids. We have rent. So we took up different jobs. And uh, so I went to Frank's Italian restaurant. Uh, I was serving there a couple of nights a week. Where is this restaurant? It's right in Maine. Right, oh, man. Yeah. All right. I wasn't familiar with Frank. Oh, great. Yeah, nice great has Tom, place. Meanwhile, has Tom been doing anything or is he just lagging behind? What's no, he up to? Uh, is he out what moving, you doing? Is he out moving furniture? Uh, well, no, what Tom was doing was Tom was, uh, he was in school at the time yeah. in Jersey. Oh. I, was, I was back and forth for, right. for summers and, you know, on long breaks, I would help out and, okay. you know, yeah. in the very beginning, you know, I, I, was, I was on and what off. Were you, what were you going to school for, Tom? Uh, I was a bio major. With, okay, a, okay. With, with a with a pre med focus, same I as, love it. Same as Nate. And oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I have a passion for science, but yeah. Uh, but furniture but has not, done you well. Furniture was calling. <laughs> but not being an entrepreneur, you know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but not being an entrepreneur? Is that what you just said? No, no, but but being an being entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is, is yeah, yeah. You know, couldn't pass it up. I feel it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, Nate. no, that's absolutely fine. I just so, wanted, Tom was so quiet for so long. I just no, wanted, ab- absolutely. I, I wanted to poke him a little. So, over there. <laughs> so what happened was is yeah. it, Wayne and Sylvia they they ate at Frank's every Thursday, and you know when you're a waiter, yeah, you want to serve the people that that treat you with respect, and that's all that they ever did. Yeah, they treated me with respect, and you know that made me only want to serve them more. Mm. So a few weeks in, into serving Wayne and Sylvia, Wayne kind of asked me you know, what I'm doing with my life. And, you know, as Tom just said, I'm currently pre-med, uh, want to focus in cardiothoracic surgery still currently. And kind of on the back burner of that conversation, I mentioned that I had a company with a few friends of mine and Wayne was eating at the time at the head of the table and he kind of just stopped mm-hmm. and he looked up and he said, you own a business? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, what type of bi- a business? And I, sure. said, I said, furniture business. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, stop what you're doing. 
yeah. and come talk to me. So I had my water tray at the time. I'm on the back porch of Frank's. And that's what I did. I, I put my water tray down on the table and I start walking off the back porch with, with Wayne and Frank, the owner's coming out at the same time. And Wayne just looks at Frank and says, Frank, I need Nate for 10 minutes. And Frank goes, Wayne, whatever you need. So, you wow. know, we step off the porch and, and it was a pretty quick conversation. Wayne kind of just turned to me and said, do you have any partners? And I said, I do. I got, I got two friends. Uh, they own the company with me. He goes, okay. Takes out a business card. He says, give me a call. And, you know, I think I came home that night. I gave the card to Will. I said, well, listen, I'm just pretty busy, you know, because I was still in school. Sure. And I said, you know, when you have the opportunity, give Wayne a call. And a few weeks go by and I recognize or realize that Will, Will, had Will dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah whatever. Will, Will had <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I'm doing real estate. So, so yeah, he was, yeah, was, we, were was all, busy. we were all busy. Yeah. So I, I think I saw, yeah, sure. I think it was like a Thursday. I saw Wayne and I'm like, oh man, it's been a few weeks. So I run into I run into the back of Frank's and I call Will. And I'm like, Will, I'm seeing Wayne tonight. Yeah. Give him a call. And, you know, I served Wayne, served Sylvia, and it was no, no nothing different. You know, it was a you know, pretty steady night. He was waiting to see if you guys had anything on the ball. Yeah, it was it was funny because, you know, like I said, I served them and, and they didn't act any different. So I yeah. thought, okay, maybe maybe it wasn't what we were thinking or whatever. But what happens is, is you know, I come home and I, I live with Will. Will's my roommate. And the moment I get into the door, Will comes, you know, walking out of his out of his room, and he's like, "Nate, I think we just made the biggest deal of our lives." <laughs> and yeah. and you know, basically the fast forward into Upstate, you know, Upstate for those who don't know has been in business for about thirty years, uh, staple in the community, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, anybody and everybody that needs office furniture, they call Wayne or Sylvia, and uh, we kind of started as a liquidation service for them. It, during COVID. And so we came into this 35,000 square foot building and we just started liquidating the furniture that was R there. Rust, yeah. have you seen, did you, did you ever go into that warehouse? Well, that's, that's where I came into the picture right. because I was in there yeah. a couple times looking, you, you looking for how, chairs. Did you see how, <laughs> see how packed it was? Yeah, there's tons of stuff in there. Yeah, we, we, we sold all We of cleared it out and wow. like, yeah. in like five, six months. Yeah. 35,000 no square feet less. of furniture. It was, it was less than that. We it was about, moved in November and yeah. we first started in like September. Yeah, it was yeah. only a few months. So, yeah. I, so I need yeah. to get a business loan from you guys. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what kind of happened from that point is we were just doing our thing. You know, we were Facebook yeah. marketplace, Facebook, bringing people right. in. And we were bringing people in and we were bringing people that have lived in Broome County their entire life and never, never even knew heard of Upstate. Never oh, even knew it was there. I know, yeah. And Wayne was blown away. We were just doing our thing and, and one right. morning... He comes in and he says, Nate, I want you to come look at this. And he kind of brings a desk out to the showroom. He says, you know, this is what the desk is. This is the finish. This is the maker. This is the price. See if you could sell it. And uh, a few days go by and someone walks in and I sold the desk to them for the price that, that he was looking for, you know, intended yeah. to get. And that's kind of, that's kind of important too. So when we were yeah. selling stuff, we were selling things at a significantly lower price. So like... We, we would sell desks for like 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. In the commercial end of things, we didn't understand the market at all because commercial furniture, is, you know, it's it's some pretty expensive stuff. Yeah. It's tested very well. You know, it's commercial grade. It's high density, you know, product. Yeah. Stuff that's not going to break. You know, if something breaks, a company could go under. It's not stuff you get from Pier 1 or like no. or, yeah. or Walmart. Yeah, it's not It's, it's, it's not expensive. Ikea. So for us, to, for us to be selling this stuff, it was, it was something that... It was, it was, we had our own limiting beliefs because we didn't understand it at all. We, we, we were selling desks for 50 bucks. So the second somebody would come in and say, oh, I can't spend $200 for a desk, 
we were like, oh, okay, people don't want $200 desks. But that wasn't the case at all. It's just a completely different market. Yeah, You're just right. used to the sure. expensive stuff. So. Yeah, right. So so basically, you know, that happens. And, and very next day, Wayne comes in. I think he met with Tom and I. And he says, all right, this is a catalog. You know, kind of ran through the catalog. Same, same idea, basically saying sell something out of the catalog. And uh, I think like a day later, someone walks in for an office and, you know, Tom and I worked together. We ended up designing and selling him an office and out of the catalog. Wow. And uh, I think Wayne took some serious note of that. I, if I could add something. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know when, when we moved in to liquidate Wayne and Sylvia's warehouse, you know, we were still doing the Facebook marketplace. That, that was our main source of, of, you know, lead generation. Yeah. And having people come in, but we had people come in and business owners, they're not just looking for used furniture. We realized that there's potential for, they're like, oh, well, we, I need a new desk. I need a new office chair. I don't want a, you know, $50 used office chair. Right. And that's where we kind of steered more into selling them new product out of the, out of these catalogs and learning about uh, these manufacturers and learning about the prices and their furniture lines. And, and that's kind of where we're like, okay, we can't be Bob Bob bargains anymore. We got to kind of, generate so we gotta come new. out of that yeah yeah so then yeah. We, we, yeah. we had another you know sit down meeting and and came up with with parlor city furniture i believe will you came yeah. up with that name yeah great, well, great I had name a, honestly. i had a few ideas but it, yeah no it, it was um what were some of the other ideas i don't, I don't well know. this is oh no binghamton no, no, no. was a parlor yeah. city <laughs> yeah no yeah, that's or not, maybe still is it's it's not super creative i mean there's a lot of parlor city you know, businesses. Yeah, but it fits well with the idea of furniture. Yeah, it does, it's just right. like I mean, there's a lot a of upstates fit. too. You know, so um, yeah, we had a we 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 didn't really know what direction we were taking it. Yeah. So the thing with Parlor City Furniture is we could do Parlor City office furniture. We could do Parlor City residential furniture because we were doing we do like apartments and stuff too, right. and it's not just office furniture that we do. Yeah. Um, we 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 had one where we were we were gonna go for like fine like. You know, really nice furniture. Very we were high really end, high end stuff, which just we <laughs> oh. were in the market for. It was, uh, it was like first, 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 first swelly, first swelly, first swelly. It was like a mixture of some Latin words. I, I don't even remember what it, it was. It was, like, <laughs> it was like I don't even remember what it was, but um, yeah, no, we 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 jumped all over the place and and settled on uh, Parlor City Furniture, and and we kind of hang on to Upstate Office uh, I, as much as you know. We sat down and we talked about lead generation and and doing that one of the biggest um, things for us was getting, um, you know, the, the business that upstate office had, you know what I mean? Right. That's our biggest lead generator still um, is, is just kind of taking over people going to call upstate office and, and right. our phone rings. So yeah. that's yeah. been really huge for us. Of yeah. Course. I think a big thing is, you know, is, is the local market, you know, like I said, they were just a staple here. So, you yes. know, having a name that kind of speaks to, to the community, you know, parlor city, this is parlor city. Yeah, so. that that it's because really our competition is elsewhere. It's 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 not local. Um, right. So I I don't think there's another real contract office furniture you know or or just commercial furniture dealer for fifty miles. Or and so, there's not so. one for right. used furniture. No. And, yeah. Well, there's there's used furniture, but not used office furniture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, we do commercial grade stuff. It's it's nice. So. And I wanted to mention too. Uh, you know, Tom was bringing up the point that. Even during COVID, we, we had the opportunity to, to still design offices. And the reason yep. why is because there's some big companies that realized that when COVID was over, yeah. they're, they're going to have to have people back in, back in the office. And this is the perfect opportunity while everyone's away to do you know, some reconstruction. So um, it's funny because 
you know, in the midst of COVID, we still were doing some great business Mm -hmm. because companies were like, this is the perfect time for me to do something in my office because no one's there. So I can, I can get some new desks in. I can, I can, you know, but we did a lot of home office furniture at the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Much, much more checks. than now. Yeah. Much more <laughs> than now. We, we, we did a ton of like student desks. desks really? for people. Oh, especially oh, going, yeah. kids going back to school. That was like, it was massive. And, and I don't think I, cause again, we're so new to it. We had no idea. Sure. When COVID hit desks, like Google Analytics, the the uh, the keywords yeah. went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Office oh, chair yeah. went through the roof. Uh, everybody was looking for stuff for home, um, and we had a surplus of that, which we were able to to provide for people, you know, pretty inexpensively. So and we still do. Yeah, we, we still, still do, do that. that. But but at the time there was, and there's still a huge market for pre-owned office furniture. Well, that's good because that's kind of that's a perfect segue into what I wanted yeah. to ask you about. Based on what you guys have done and you're seeing, what's the future of workspaces? Right. So we've got home, we've got away, yes. uh, which might be their traditional office sort of setting or a commercial setting, but then there's probably some other ones too that, right. that maybe I haven't thought about yet. Or yeah. I know a lot of people travel, some mm-hmm. people you know, are looking forward to the remote working, which allows them to be in an RV or just mm-hmm. um, like right. go somewhere else and do like an Airbnb for an extended period of time. I was looking at studies of like best places to start a business. And sure. I think it was like New York was like 35%, the best what New York city was like 35%. Like most people would want to start their business in New York. And then, and then there's like Los Angeles or it was uh, San Diego, San Diego or something like that. I think it was generally for like tech companies and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, uh, in 2020, all of those dropped really low. One of the options was, um, online or just not really having a location. Uh, and it was significantly higher than, than any other location. So working from home and having a home office, a good home office, that definitely obviously jumped through the roof. Yeah, People are work, right. working remotely. They're able, and, and from real estate too. I was able to see like, you know, I have people who work in Washington, D.C. who are moving up to Binghamton to live. Yeah. You know, obviously we had a ton of people shoot out from New York City to live up here. We were like number four on a business insider list of best places to live. Nice. COVID, oh yeah. Right? I didn't know so, that. Yeah. It was like number four or number five or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's in the entire Northeast, not just like, you know, uh, New York, but so we've seen a lot of that, but we've seen, like I'd mentioned during that time, we saw a lot of businesses go into these massive headquarter projects. So, even at the time, companies were still saying, okay, let's invest in office space. So I don't think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, people aren't going to go into work anymore. That's just, it's not the case. We did like large cubicle jobs where we do 150 cubicles for local businesses, by the way, who are doing, hiring a ton of new people and right. they tried the working from home uh, process. It just didn't work for them. Yeah. So I think it just depends. Some people it's going to work for Some people have the infrastructure and, and the layout for it. Some people just aren't. Uh, I know for me personally, I have to work in the office. Working from home doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. It's different for everybody. I, I've had, yeah. I've worked out of my house f- forever. Yeah. Uh, but I've also had brick and mortar uh, places too, like uh, right. shops or offices away from home. So yeah. During COVID, I um, I was working at home, and also I was here mm-hmm. in this studio. And as I mentioned, this transformed. Uh, but it's a it's a humble little place. I mean, it's not you know huge, but I know a lot of people that had the open plans in their offices found yeah. out 
we found out, so I think it took like 10 years to figure out they don't work very well right. for people. So <laughs> we're going back to more personal spaces. Well, there well, might be a hybrid a yeah, between a, the old school, everybody right. in their own office or cubicle right. and open. So right. the best of both worlds. That's exactly the best of both worlds. I think that's the most important thing. And, and as we do these things, we're learning like we're, we're, we kind of got shoved into designing offices and we had, you know, uh, Wayne, you know, who's a designer, yeah. you know, uh, to help us learn and, and show us the ropes. Anytime we have a question, you know, his proximity to us with was invaluable because we, wow. him whenever, yeah, we, great. whenever we needed, you know, some help. Right? right. So I think we're kind of noticing that, uh, as we change around our showroom, which, you know, we definitely invite you to stop by and take a look. If we can keep the best of both worlds, it tends to be the best way for us to work because we can work from anywhere. Right. Like we have, a, we have lounge areas in our um in our showroom where you know basically for one week i was working in my office and then i moved to another desk granted we have a ton of desks right, right. you know we're an office <laughs> but <What>? stand <laughs> desks you know what i mean the ability to freely move and right. work wherever you need to or wherever you want to and it should just change my office yeah. has been really important for me it keeps me it keeps it fresh did right. you ever think that you would that you would care what desk you worked at like you know what I mean? Well, like no, in your past, did. did you ever we think did. like, wow, you someday I'll, yeah. I get to like, I'm going to really care about what desk I use right. and I'm going to try a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, but I mean, now the, the thing with us is there's no, there's no shortage of desks. Right. right. There's no, so it's like, it's like the, we just move around, you know? Yeah. We yeah. And, and, you know, Will's, Will's right. I mean, yeah. it just keeps it fresh, you know? One thing about an office furniture company, you never have a shortage of uh, of seats as well. So you know we'll yeah. we'll find a time where where we're each at our own little you know spot in the showroom uh, doing our own thing, yeah. and then there's there's other times the where we're all on a couch and we're yeah. just talking and working from the couch. And, nice. And you know we we kind of want to make that known to the public too that that you know we do provide the best of both worlds. Yeah. No, so definitely. you're so the commercial spaces that you guys are building out are now kind of a hybrid. Is that right? Would you way. say that's pretty much? Is that yeah, the trend? The, I think that's... There's still a mix probably, but the trend. that's the trend. And it's the best way to do what it. What you're saying. Right. Yeah, because the, the ability to, to be able to freely work, move around, yeah. it's, it's right. huge. And okay. But also, you Even, need the private spaces. You need yeah. them. And, and, you know, there's, and there's still ways to incorporate, you know, mobility within a private space, uh, even sit-stand desks. I mean, that still provides yeah. the luxury of, of not being stationary. I'm going to need one day. of those soon because Absolutely. I'm, come, I'm, right I'm doing a lot more remote stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we can talk. There may be uh, some uh, sponsorship opportunities <laughs> and some, <laughs> some horse trading and stuff in the future for us. Absolutely. We'll see what you guys can do. And that actually brings me to, this, to the second part of kind of what I was asking about, the future of workspaces. So we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the office spaces, like uh, commercial spaces, but the home spaces now what about people um have people been upgrading so covid hit everybody's like oh crap i got to work at home students are at home they're at the dining room table they may have yes. an office they've got they put a board over a couple uh, crates or a couple oh, file cabinets word. they use they're I, sitting on the hard kitchen chair <laughs> so now they realize all right they're in there and they're going to have to stay in there probably at right. what point during covid and from here forward are people improving and transitioning or did that already happen did, I, I can't did we miss you. the boat on that one no, or we, we, are we, you guys we fixing didn't their we didn't miss the boat we out. didn't miss the boat at all you know we're, we're still in the boat we're riding with everybody and um that's 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 a great point um i can't tell you how many people walked in but uh, are they but do you see people upgrading now they still are. or what no, they are we, we yeah. have a lot of people who have done like commercial grade yeah designs in their home like yeah. a lot of it yeah uh but at the same time 
we are actually working with Logiflex um, is a good example. They started a home office line, which is a little more basic, you know, less less production time. So that way, you know, we can pump things out a little faster for people because we predominantly work with commercial grade manufacturers. Yeah. People who were doing, you know, large commercial grade office spaces, they're doing um, home office desks and stuff like that. So we've had a demand for just normal desks, but also we do commercial grade desks right. in people's offices. Yeah. And then, but on, on the other hand, we do have a lot of people. Most people are, you know, they just need four legs and a surface. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so it's uh, like the hundred or two hundred dollar desks that you get that you have to put together yourself. Yeah. They yep. don't. They're not really like most things. They're not really built to the quality of like when I was younger, right. when I was a kid, oh, for yeah. example, because things were way different then. And um, if you so, scroll, so that's Logiflex. That's their home oh. office series called oh. Cake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it has a bunch of different renditions. They have sit stands in there. And that's... So and Tom that, just handed me his uh, his uh, mobile phone. <laughs> Tom's, t- Tom's a salesman of the group. Yeah. I see that. I mentioned standing desks and he's given me like 12 choices here to look at. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we have that on our website. Shout out yeah. to Will for dropping that last Our-O-City week. Furniture.com. Um, My buddy has one and so, uh, he, so, I like it a lot. So that's what Will was talking about. It's Logiflex cake series. They, it's, it's, you know, each manufacturer has different lines of furniture and, and, and one of the sales reps uses this, um, I can't, I can't remember. There's a nice variety here for people um, at, at, uh, at home, right? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, yeah. This is home. So, so that's their at home office line. So, so when it comes to manufacturers and furniture manufacturers, similar to car manufacturers or car dealers. So yeah. you have Toyota, they have different lines of cars. Sure. So for Logiflex or, or, or Global or any other office furniture dealer or, or furniture manufacturer, um, they have different lines of furniture, just like cars. We can sell you your 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 Kias and your and your Hondas and your Toyotas or Hyundai's and then yeah. we have the the Fords, Jags. the Chevys, and then we have the Jaguars, the BMWs, and wow, and, 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 and we can able to cater to, to each person. But okay, but, you know, for that that's that's Logiflex's Cake Furniture line. So that's one line of the, that's like a car line. You know what I mean? Oh, you're saying Cake is the is the is the name of the cake line? Cake is the title. Cake, of, cake yeah. is the name yeah. of the line. Cake, cake is, is the name of the okay. furniture line. No, but, <laughs> All right, but gotcha. basically, I, I don't it's know. It's like if we Johnny really... Cupcakes. He only only sells T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we really answered your question, but basically, yeah, there have been a lot of people who have who who are working on their home offices, yeah. just uh, gradually. But we see so much of just. Uh, and, and granted, when we sell four legs and a surface, they're nice, you know, commercial yeah, grade commercial four grade. legs, like this stuff, you know, powder coated. You right. Know, so my my questions are designed yeah. to inform our listeners, right? Yep. And to help you, you know, in the discussion. But they're also helping right. to trying to get, like give you a prompt to like right. put some information out that'll help your business. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, yeah. there's there's an entrepreneur at home who's who's <laughs> tired of <laughs> tired of working on that piece of plywood. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Right, and he realized like, damn, I, right. uh, I see. I'm I not see. getting out of this space. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be living. And so right. how well, do we, I make it nicer? For well, me? yeah. Right. Well, we come in. We'll take a look at you know your office we uh measure the room we oh. make a kind of a blueprint we do everything um, and we design if, the whole yeah. office around well what if what yeah. if they're what if they're uh, uh 3 days drive away from here are you got do you they guys go out? Of, so do you guys get if, on a plane and go somewhere? If they're a 3D drive, um, not for a home we, office, we right? Can, we can still make it easy, though. Okay. Um, whether whether we get in connection with them on email, you know, yeah. say, hey, listen, send me the specs of your room. Videotape, a little let video, let me, or not, not tape, not but, even, you know. not even. You know, we just need to know, you know, okay. where the windows are, where the door is, and, and you know, any anything else that's in there. Um, just to keep in mind, and then we can sit there and design an office for you, and uh, we'll draw it up 3D. We'll give yep. you a complete rendition of the space. You're going to know what you're purchasing. Um, 
And, nice, there and you I go. think I think you know answering your question again, but just combining what Tom and Will had to say. Yeah. Um, the, the quality of furniture that we provide, you know, we personally are behind. Uh, so when we when we supply you a new product, um, you know, we only supply the product that that we've had personal experience with that we use on a daily basis, and uh, we we have every option as far as for pricing made available too. So you don't have to walk in thinking that you're going to have to spend five hundred dollars on an office. You know, we we like to value engineer. So we're going to work with you. Yeah. Um, that sounds good. And and also importantly, the website, parlorcityfurniture.com, you can go on and you can actually chat with a salesperson right there. So yep. if Really? If, yep. You Is can that one of on. you guys or do you have more? Oh, oh yeah. Yep. We, have, we have more we too. Have Let more. me show you the app Tom's the man. Tom's the man. So it's called Tidio. Yep. So let's say. Well, no, I no. Get, it's called parlorcityfurniture.com. Go yes. to parlorcityfurniture.com and uh, let it, it'll <laughs> pop up. Say chat with us. Okay. And you can you can chat with one of us and we'll help you build your office. So yeah. but Tom's it shows the, Tom's me the, the visitors, there, the number right? of visitors on our website. Right now right. we have one. You guys are tech, okay. tech heavy. If I wanted it, these are all the conversations I've had with people. So <laughs> yeah. let's, let's say you're on the website and you needed help. Uh, you had a question, or yeah, sure. or you, you know, needed, I, I am the guy that always has the questions. Exactly, <laughs> People know that <laughs> exactly. So, so you know, you would type in, "Hey, yeah. you know, I'm looking for a desk for my space." And I go, "Okay, how can I assist you?" You, you know, you, you provide me some more information. I can kind of direct you toward that, you know, to, to yeah. check out and, and buy me because you know your catalog, assist, right? Exactly. Nice catalogs. Right. But, but catalogs. additionally, so so <laughs> there is. You don't have to design a whole office with a yeah, with sure. us. If you, know. you just want to sit stand, we'll point you to the right one. Right. But yeah. if you want us. To, to design your whole office. We do that too. It's included in the cost of the furniture. Yep. We don't charge for designs. Um, so That's good. Yeah. And our focus is to make it easy. So, you know, with the website, it's very easy to, to if you want an L-shaped desk, you yeah. know, build an L-shaped desk. It's very easy if, you know, you need a reception for your office to build a reception. Um, that, that's what we, that's what we want to do. And, and a big thing too is speaking on the three-day journey. Uh, our website drop ships anywhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if if you're you know in Montana or California or Florida, and uh, you need a desk, you can still come to us. Look us up on the website. Yeah. You know if you want us to stand desk, it'll show up on your doorstep. It, and not Do only th- can it show up on your doorstep, what? but we can also we can also install and deliver yes. anywhere in the continental <laughs> United States. So we work with it. It depends on the company. That's uh, one of the things I was yeah. going to ask you. So what would the advantage be for someone to talk to you and drop ship it? Um, over like just going on Amazon and the, big, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that, that we that we add is um, professional insight on your space. You know, we want to make sure that when you buy a desk, that you're yeah. going to functionally be able to use it to the best of its ability. Um, so when someone asks us a question to say, "Hey, do you think I have space for this? Uh, enough egress to get in and out? Do you think I, it makes sense to have a hutch or drawers if I'm trying to do this with my desk, or this is what I'm using the desk for?" We come in and we answer those questions because we don't want to buy. We don't want you guys to have to buy something that you're not right. going to be able to use. Yeah, and I promise you, if you buy a two hundred dollar desk on Amazon and you buy a two hundred dollar desk from us, you're going to be able to tell the difference right away. Absolutely, As the stuff is Absolutely. the stuff that we sell is very high quality. Yeah, so, I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah, I believe you. Um what are there any other workspaces that people are uh people are using other than kind of like the office, the commercial office and home? There's co-work. There's there's some some of that where it's like, you know, like for example, like the incubator is kind of yeah. an example of that mm-hmm. where um, you know, basically we're seeing some businesses who some of them haven't done very well, but some of them, like the incubators, done sure. very well. Yeah. Uh, where the office, basically, the co-work space, they'll provide like email services and things to kind of help you right. as an entrepreneur. 
and but the, they provide there. those facilities provide the desks and everything, right? Right. So right, the, right. so, so that we'll that would be your client. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we right. for example, yeah, we'll like we'll work with somebody like the incubator to work on their office spaces that they then in turn provide to entrepreneurs and, and whoever else is working. Do, on do you guys have any, is there anything there's, that you, there's things for traveling? Yeah. I was going to ask exactly, you if there's anything yeah. special for like yeah, people that have, travel and like, yeah. I, so we have uh, basically when it comes to, for, I'll give you one clear example. Um, there's, when we, when we talk about a sit to stand desk, uh, you have one that's stationary and then you have one that's uh, transportable. So, uh, we have a type of sit to stand desk where it kind of folds up. Um, it's about two feet by, by about a foot and a half. And uh, wherever you're working, whether it's whether it's in your van or you know get out of your van and you're working at a picnic table, yeah. you can put the sit stand down and it's going to rise up uh, electronically. You're going to have your desk there, and you can work from your surface. And uh, you know, so we have things in in place. Uh, we're working with manufacturers currently to provide more options where if you're traveling, yeah, we can still help you. I think there's a lot of people that do that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and, and probably more in the next couple of years as right. people realize they're working at home, but they don't have to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Right, they can. Yeah travel to visit right. family or um or do the airbnb for a month or right, two somewhere right. or get a, you know like i have done in the past um i've left the north in the winter <laughs> and gone south for like two months smart i did a smart couple man. times so <laughs> you know i would uh, definitely like to do that again that yeah. would be great yeah and, yeah we uh, have those options we yeah and i've seen and like i've seen the tabletop um standing desks and yeah. I, that may be what you're talking about but yep, it's similar yeah, so you can use you could use it at home on your mm-hmm. uh, whatever you have already, right. mm-hmm. and then take it with you. Yeah, right. just put it on. It's, if you're in a hotel, you could put it on a, a counter or a table, or you could. Uh, I mean, we've done that before. And my daughter's a musician. When we're on tour, she's if she's writing music or has to do production for somebody, you know, she just rigs up a rigs up a studio <laughs> in the middle of the you know the living area of mm-hmm. the room or the suite right. that we have, you know, right. that type of thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, I, there's nothing there's nothing more motivating than having a space that's actually set up for work, you know? It is. It makes it yeah. it is. It makes it easier to do your thing, right? right. And yeah, more efficiently. And then you can right. get to whatever else you, you want to do, absolutely. especially if you're uh, in Bali or something right. for, for the winter. <laughs> well, exactly. You have to get in the right headspace. And yeah. I think that's where it, where it comes from for me. Like, I need um, a place to work. That's why I think I do really well in the office as opposed to yeah. at home. Being able to have a space that you set up for yourself at home or wherever you are, it's just really important to be able to get in the right headspace. I think. All right. Well, I love you. Yeah, I love the energy that you guys have. You're very positive and very optimistic about this. And it's interesting because one would almost think you wouldn't be because you were all doing something else. Right. And now you're in like a totally different industry. Yeah. Uh, and the, I guess the I guess the thing is like you're all entrepreneurs at heart. Right. So whether you continue doing what you were doing before. You got a lot of money invested in medical school. Who's in both of you guys, right? Yeah. So, yeah. are you gonna are you gonna stick? It's the dream. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's my passion. I, you know, my my whole half, uh, my mom's side of the family work in healthcare, and my sister's. Current, and you love it. Yeah. My, my sister's currently in, in med school. Life doesn't have to be an either or, but I, and I wasn't right. trying to say that right. to yeah. you. I was just trying to like, yeah, you know, I mean, get you to you know, talk about it a little. Yeah, I've 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 had you know a, a nursing assistant job that was at a private home, and and I loved it. You know, it's it's one of those jobs where I'm not looking at the clock and waiting to get out. Um, oh, so it's, fulf- it's fulfilling. For yeah. You. And it's nice being able to help people. Um, and that translates into service through any, any company. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. really seriously. Yeah. I mean, um, I talk a lot about, um, a lot of the different, uh, duties that you would have to do when you have a business or, or, 
you know, like, oh, I've got to be like administrative. I've got to be sales. I've got to like, I've got to be like the team leader, like all these duties, right? If you, and I talk about this quite a bit and in sales, especially like if you distill it all down, if you go through any sales, like good sales schools or anything, like if you just took out all the fluff and just like boil it right down, it's really caring about other people and loving other people. Right. And if you, and if you really do care about other people, then everything else kind of ha- happens properly. Like you, you will make it a point to serve them. The biggest, right? the biggest thing, et cetera. Yeah. The biggest thing is, is, is creating that relationship. Yeah. There's, there's times where, um, I'll call a client and, and it won't even be about furniture. I, I just, you know, um, it's come to the point. I, I know we're still early in the game, but I have some strong connections with some of my clients already. I'll call them and ask how their daughter's doing or, or you know, how their, how their dad's doing or, you know, brother, sister, and we'll just talk. And I think that that's a huge, huge thing. Yeah, that's important. Um, because, you know, we want we want them to know that, you know, beyond what we can do for them, we're also here for them. And that translates into, again, what we what we are as a company. Yeah, and it's just a, it's a great way just to live. Right. You know, it's a great way to live. Like if you meet somebody on the street or if you meet somebody because um, – one of your family members married them, or if you meet somebody because they literally moved into the building next to you and next to your home, or if you bumped into somebody on a train or, you know, or you happen to, they happen to be your client. I mean, why wouldn't you want a relationship with them in some fashion, you know, um, assuming it's, you know, they do as well. Right. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like the old saying, like, are strangers our friends we haven't met yet? Is that right? right. Strangers are friends we have. Strangers are friends, strangers are friends, friends we have. I don't even know why I couldn't say that. <laughs> strangers. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, I love all that stuff. Well, I was going to ask you about your ideal customers and important things that you should know. I think you guys covered that, really. There's yeah. probably not an ideal customer, right? It's pretty yeah. much everybody. It's pretty much an, everybody yeah. for, for anything. If it, pertains <laughs> to, if it pertains to furniture, call us. We're, we're going to find a way. Absolutely. What business person shouldn't call you because you have nothing for them? Absolutely nobody. Absolutely well, nobody. Absolutely nobody. Yeah, if I could... You know, give a range of, of what products we offer. You know, it goes from to, to, <laughs> go ahead, to, Tom. To, we, we do Hunter Douglas roller shades, so we do shades, window treatments. Oh, we do lighting. Okay. We do rugs. We I do guess mirrors. this is, this is important. We okay, do, we do accent furniture. Yeah. We do residential furniture. Real quick, because we've just been talking about desks yeah. pretty much. Desks and, and chairs, wall so, partitions. Cl- Claris is is an example. They do actual. It's it's a glass board company. It's mm-hmm. actually really cool if you if you look it up. And they basically they're glass whiteboards. They're colored. Yeah. But they also do walls. Mm-hmm. So we could yeah. do walls. Yeah. You know what I mean? To to a certain like extent. dry erase walls or, mm-hmm. yeah. or just glass any, any glass kind of. walls. And oh, stuff glass like walls. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can so write on with dry now, erase mark. Yeah, sure. We do lockers. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. No, that's yeah, good. we do lockers, filing storage. We do gun cabinets. Yeah, yeah. we we have basically we have seventy five manufacturers. Okay. Um, and it's growing. Like and it's growing. Uh, a few weeks ago, it was sixty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that being said, you know, if if whoever's listening, if you're ever in need of any furniture. Could always Restaurant get a we- furniture, yeah. yeah. Residential, right. residential. Where should they go, Tom? Nursing homes. We- <laughs> website parlorcityfurniture.com. Yeah. Do you have a phone number? Yes. What is that one? Six zero seven three six six zero seven zero seven. You are correct. Yep. <laughs> yep. And if you'd like, like, like to email us for yes. any furniture needs, our general email is office mm-hmm. o f f i c e at 
parlorcityfurniture.com. You know, we're all young. We're always on our phones. We're always yeah. answering emails, always answering texts. You'd actually text us at our business phone number, too. Yep. Um, we get the text. We have an app, Grasshopper. Nice. Shout out to Grasshopper. <laughs> what? Uh, um, <laughs> how many employees do they have? They've got extra listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a, um, so uh, you, got, you guys on social media, too? Yep. Which Absolutely. ones are your favorites? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. We're, LinkedIn. We we we're, we're pretty fresh to LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, for the for the business. Okay. Um, but you know that's that's Bizfluence. You guys on Bizfluence? Yeah. No, no, I was I was seeing a lot. All right, of check that, out Bizfluence. Yeah. Okay. And I then one of the guys, uh, Joel, was on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I have to check awesome. that out. Mm-hmm. And then awesome. Facebook's big for us. Um, and then Huge. and then Instagram as well. We actually set up a Facebook store. Yeah. Shop. So so Same you can Instagram. you can shop like for uh, the same stuff that we have on the website essentially. On Instagram and Facebook, so okay. if you go to through our posts, uh, we can actually tag our items in the posts. So, uh, let's say you're looking for reception, or even if you're just looking to browse, there's you something can, you see there that looks really good in one of your posts. And yep. like, I like that. You've you just, tagged it. Yep. You All tap you have to do it is and yep. you just click, click on it, on it. and it's there. Tom's the tech guy. He's handing me his phone again. Third time. All right. So that, that's an example of an office. If you wanted that, oh, I like you could that office. Let me check those chairs out because I do need some chairs. Yeah, but that, that, uh, that's in a lot of our posts. I just need see. matching chairs. Yeah. When I when I first we, went in your warehouse, I couldn't find matching oh, chairs. Oh man, when when you came in, we had it was all the your, chairs was yeah. was the big thing. It was all your liquidation thing, mm-hmm. but you had yeah. one. You had like one, maybe two of chairs. I've never seen so many different chairs in my life. Yes. By oh, the way, Russ, sorry, I, uh, the, uh, tangent. You're an artist. Right. Yes, I am. Yes. Yes. Uh, did you do caricatures and stuff like that? I used to. I think I that do for special people still sometimes. Yeah, so. I think that when I was young, <laughs> like, like a kid, two or something. Yeah, when I was a kid, <laughs> I think that you did a caricature of me. Okay. Right? So I just I might have. Funny. You definitely did. I remember you. Yeah. So, yeah it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I didn't have the I didn't have the crazy mustache and yeah. stuff yet. Do you I still have said? I think caricature? it was at um, trying to think of where. No, I I'm confusing places. I I won't remember where, but I've drawn like. Everywhere. Right. Over the years. I started out, it started out originally because, um, uh, well, the caricature part of it. Mm-hmm. I've been an artist since I was a kid, and that's how I started in business, like in high school and directly thereafter. I was doing anything people would pay me for that was creative. Mm-hmm. So, like, I did, um, I lettered the ice cream trucks that used to come around my neighborhood. Oh, awesome. yeah, <laughs> I did, awesome. like, I did the yearbooks. Well, I did a lot of stuff, like, for free, obviously, like all the church flyers and banners and posters for all the clubs and church and schools and the yearbook pages and covers and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I did a lot of that. And I, I took that out, and I did, started doing anything, and guess who guess who was spending money on art? small businesses right so yeah. that's why i started like commercially really signs and banners and logos so and digital stuff everything there was no digital no then, digital. brother do, no but do you there was no internet right, but, um, i know have you ever used uh, an ipad pro sorry i'm going off on an i i have i actually have a yeah. digital pad it's an art artisal oh awesome I, so yeah, nice. but i'm trying to teach myself how to use it yeah because i um I'm actually doing some work for, I wanted to do more for one of my other guests that I have that's doing a, um, a story park. They're starting an amusement park, but yeah. it's a story park. About that. That so, cool. yeah, so I wanted to help him in as many ways as I could, and I wanted, and I did send him one. I only sent him one sketch because right. I've got, my computers are, like, so slow. They can't, <laughs> they don't do the layering and stuff, and I've been right. through three different softwares, and it's like I keep, I would just want to slam my head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I got a beautiful pad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I started then, and 
actually one of the things that I did in high school was I had a huge set of markers and they don't even sell that kind anymore because they're like oh, filled mean, with carcinogens. You, yeah, you mean the one that like folded open and you had like all your options? It was like a rack. It looked yes. like a sta- it, Actually, yeah. the one I had, it would look like a stadium theater seating. Okay. And yeah, so yeah, there yeah, were rows and rows, rows of markers. Rows. Yeah. And we used to have them on our drawing <laughs> boards, which nobody even uses a drawing board anymore. I've got a beautiful old-fashioned drawing board with like this wrought iron trestle underneath. And oh, it's like gorgeous, nice. which would be great as like a little showpiece somewhere. But like nobody yeah. uses that anymore. But anyway, so that's how I started doing all that. And But I used to love the markers, and I got really good at markers. And actually, when I had my graphics company, I would do um, what were called, they would call it like artist comps, so artist comprehensives of different projects. So the one I remember, like I did for um, a company, big company that did point-of-purchase displays like in grocery stores and stuff. And so I did, I designed a bunch of um, them for the salesman to take out to do their to use their sales because there was no digital thing like you couldn't be like tom there was nothing to hand somebody to go look at look at this on my ipad right it didn't exist so or on the phone now like that so they would have i would have a board with the with mark drawn with markers crocodile dundee selling foster's lager Mm-hmm. like a giant cutout at the store with a display wow. of the beer. Yeah, that's wow. awesome. But I had to draw all that, and then I would color it all in with markers and make it look really cool and do it to scale and, and then, like, glue it on a blackboard and then put a, a tr- like, a tracing paper flap over the top of it where you could put notes on and then a cover thing on that wow. so they could glue their poster or their, like, business card wow. of the guy on the nice nice cover, you know? Right. Yeah. So I was making those. So I've been like doing marker illustrations. This is a long story to like, yes, I <laughs> no, do. Yes, that's how I got into caricatures. Yeah. But, but yeah, so like, so I love, I actually like the, the tactile thing since I'm a creative, like I build things and right. I can do lots with my hands and I like, I still like that. So a lot of the, the caricature artists went to digital, well, which is cool. But when you do that, you also add a couple layers of more things that can go wrong, right? So yeah. for me, I can literally take, I've got a little drawing handheld uh, pad thing that I clip the paper on with a binder clip and markers, and I'm good to go. Like literally, I could just do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no electricity, n- like I and I have done that. I've gone in restaurants. They've hired me in the old days. I would take one chair and I'd go from table to table in a restaurant and I would sit there and draw people. Wow. Yeah. So that's how I, that's how I started wow. doing that stuff. So, um, and then obviously you know you can do more if you want. And like over the years, like sometimes I do a fair or a festival. I'd have my own booth with right. lights and samples and you know right business cards and uh, you know flyers and signs and t- i had a flat screen going like showing samples and that's great you know all that stuff great, so yeah. but anything in between but i don't do that anymore because it's like it was pretty high profit actually mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where you're making a job for yourself mm-hmm. right, right. so there w- if it takes the time that you're that you're because who us. else is going to do it anyway <laughs> so that's uh this will all get most of this will get edited out <laughs> no, it's, it's great yeah, it's though it's story you know we like hearing uh, that's how like i started but that's how i started in business so just you know nice and and now we'll cut this out because you know <laughs> listeners have heard this too many times i'm sure <laughs> but uh just for you guys to know so yeah so i was doing all that i was creative i naturally artistic i was always drawing i worked at kodak during the summer when i was going to college i went to college for commercial art and they put me in the dark room making square corners round on graphic arts and x-ray film that was the connection to my what i did my <laughs> job i literally worked in a dark room running this stupid little machine that was this big and they would bring in 
giant cabinets Holy with bro. millions of sheets, stacks of in the dark room because they would get exposed otherwise. Right, right. There's just little yellow lights around. Yeah. And you would yep. take a handful out of there, put it in the machine, turn it around, and just turn it around, cut the corners to make them round, make them rounded wow. so they don't catch in the machines. Right, right. And then take that and put it in the other cabinet, and then take another <laughs> oh, handful no. for like days after days after weeks. You're probably driving yourself crazy. Oh, I hated it. I <laughs> it was horrible. I cried. I literally cried one night. That'd Here's be, the thing: the machine special. never worked like rarely worked perfectly oh no don't tell so me i'd have to call a mechanic to come in and adjust it and sharpen the chopper blade on it oh, my so word. meanwhile the stuff's still coming in and it's piling up and yeah that's and then i would yeah. <laughs> and then i'd come in on my shift sometimes and who knows what happened before me that whole thing would be filled oh, with man. piles of stuff that had to be done and it was still coming because the guy so <laughs> so anyways yeah that's production work though you're like yelling are, behind you're like slow down no <laughs> yeah, no, I would. Sometimes I would. You'd have to tell the guy through the windows, like, I, I can't, my sh machine's broken. So right. it all gets jammed up. And then he's like, and oh, he's got to stop. And then he stops. The guy in front of him stops. <laughs> That's, it's no way to live. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'd just like to pause for a second and give a shout out to the guys over at Parlor City Furniture in the greater Binghamton, New York area. They ship furniture all over the world. These guys have come on board with Going Boldly, the podcast, as our very first sponsor. Their involvement is so appreciated. It's going to allow us to grow the podcast and bring even more exciting programs to you, the listener. If you're ready to update your home office or doing a new build out at your brick and mortar location, let these guys help you out. That's Parlor cityfurniture.com All right. Hey, it's time for the questions. It's time to answer the questions. I double dare you. And I have questions for these guys. I've literally made myself on a piece of paper a grid. I'm going to take notes, all right? And I have room for everybody. So you guys can each answer this in your own special way. Okay, are you ready? Yes. No. All right, no. Will. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who do people tell you that you look like, Will? <laughs> I don't know. All right, we'll uh, come back to you. Tom. Oh, wait. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Tom. I get uh, Dave Franco a lot. I can see that. Wait, I, I don't know Dave Franco. Yeah. Is it sports? <laughs> Tom's after his phone again. No, you you look like that's that's accurate. People Very say accurate. I look like Dave Franco, especially when I smile. Here's Tom back in here's Tom see. back in high school. But Dad, I can't I cannot bring the phone to the <laughs> dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh my God! You look just like him. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's a, he, he's a he. His brother is James Franco. Uh huh. Um, yeah. They're, they're in a lot of movies. Gotcha. They, they, you know, they do a lot of comedy. All right. Like I have a, I have a good answer, but it's not a celebrity. For it doesn't you? have to be. My sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody is just like, oh, you look exactly like her. So. Yeah. People <laughs> she's say six, she's like six two, six three. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm six really? seven. So like, I'm, Pe people yeah. say me and Will look alike, and I I but, get a lot of people yeah. that say, hey, is that your brother? I don't see they it. think we're brothers. Just which yeah. See, no, but I love him like a brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think... Uh, the height difference gets them, too. I, Nate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you what know, do people I, tell you you look like, Nate? Honestly, I was I was thinking about it, and I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Betty White. What? Betty White? Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down. Betty White. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you ever received? Um, who was it from, and what impact did it have? 
Right, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Who is it from, and what impact did it have? Is this for me? Right Any, now? I, I okay. just leave it open this time, so I put the pressure on you. Um, this is Will. This well, is Will talking. Well, it's definitely going to come from my parents, um, and it's kind of uh, okay. I'm kind of going off on two things. That's okay. It's um, one thing is I remember like my dad, who's he's an engineer, he works at BAE Systems, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of came from uh, a position where. You know, he worked for a company for a lot of years. And then you have kind of situations where the company doesn't hold up their end of the bargain, right? It wasn't it wasn't uh, three letters IBM, was it? I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know names. But yeah, okay. So, so a company doesn't always end up, hold, end up holding up their end of the bargain. That happens. Um, so, you know, I kind of grew up watching that Yeah. Um, on one hand. But also my dad always told me, you know, on the, you know, I remember driving home. I don't know why taking this exit in Endicott yeah. for whatever reason. I remember driving on that exit and him telling me, okay, like in your twenties, like that's your time to take risks. You don't have overheads. You know, you, you, you know, that's your time to, to go out there, do, do your thing. Absolutely. Take all your so he told me that. And I, I don't think he, he realized that him telling me that, you know, when I was 11 years old, meant that I was going to drop out of college. <laughs> so he's probably kicking himself there for a little while because I dropped out of college, you know what I mean? And, and um, he wanted me to stick with that. Um, but I think he's probably happy now, you know, because things ended up working out very well for me and, and you know, I'm doing pretty well for myself. So Yeah, um, we know college dropouts hire yeah. MBAs to work for them and then right. also people who never went to school. Right, yeah, 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 <laughs> yep, exactly. So, um, so I think that is just, you know, the to, to go out there and and try yeah. and risk and, and do your thing. That's been probably the biggest effect on my, uh, my life, but also just my mom kind of telling me like, uh, she really built me up very well. Like that, oh, wow. you know, always telling me that, you know, you're, you're smart, you're, you know, you're intelligent, you're special, you're, you know what I mean? Like all these different things. Yeah. And I think that kind of builds like a very, and you believed her. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it, it, it built like a self belief. Yes, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, of at, course. At the very base yeah. level, yeah, um, that uh, is very important. Like, granted, yeah, there's sometimes maybe I don't believe in myself about about something, but at least at the very the very bottom level, yeah. I have that self belief, of course, and, and know that I'm going to do something and I can, and it just happens. So I think that that's that's another big thing. So. I love it. Yeah, and that the, actually that helps you with the risk taking that you heard from your right. dad because if you don't have the confidence to believe that you can uh, succeed at something or be resourceful enough to figure it out right. then you won't take the risk you won't do it absolutely so yeah, yeah. so the self-confidence and then the ability to take risks love it that's that's all right who's next what is the best piece of advice you ever received who was it from and what impact did it have Parents, obviously. Right, this is Tom speaking for yes, our listeners. Yes, this is Tom. <laughs> um, parents obviously give you good advice. I think, you know, I'm not going to, you know, my, my parents have, you know, given me tons and tons of advice. Probably yeah. the best I've ever received. However, the, the, the advice that I want to use for this segment is, or this question, um, was actually from Wayne, Wayne Kerber. Oh. Um, he's, he's our mentor. He's our he's our consultant and something that I've enacted in my life and the way I carry myself in in the work environment is because um, at the time I was I was the warehouse manager um, for Parlor City Furniture so I was I was managing the the workers installations deliveries um, just the back of the house what, yeah. what was my responsibility and uh, I was getting frustrated um, because a lot of the stuff that I needed to get done wasn't getting done um, and and you know Wayne mentioned you know. He said, "Sometimes you you know to you gotta do it first, and then they'll follow." 
in your actions, you know, be a leader. Um, and I kind of just started doing that, taking stuff by the reins. If I needed to get something done, if I needed garbage to be to be picked up or, or cardboard to be to be put away, I'll just start doing it. And then my workers will be like, oh, well, let me help you with that because that's my job. And, and that's what you have to do as, as a business owner and as a leader. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of get people started. You know, you want to be the one to take initiative. That was good advice. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, you know, because you had mentioned earlier about having the entrepreneurial bug. One of the things I did not discover until later on as an adult is that being a good entrepreneur doesn't necessarily mean you're a good leader. In fact, there are some traits that entrepreneurs have that are super important for entrepreneurs that are horrible for leadership. So learning to be a leader is one of the very important things for an entrepreneur if you're planning on having employees or having a staff or having any other people really that you're going to be working with or that you need to uh, look up to you or, you know, respect you, you know. So because you could be a great entrepreneur and like piss everybody off around you. Right. And I did that a couple of times. So <laughs> I learned the hard way on some of them. Um, Nate. I was trying to decide between the two, but I think that um, both of them speak highly in my life. Uh, the first one is uh, even salt looks like sugar. And um, I think that's very important to understand. Uh, basically, it just, it just means to be careful. I understand where Will's coming from with, with taking risks and stuff. Uh, but I think that you need to be careful in certain situations. And uh, the second the second quote that I heard, and these are both from my parents, um, is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And to me, that's huge. Uh, you want to surround yourself with people that you look up to, the people that are uh, consistently uh, pushing you to be better, um, not holding you back. And, you know, um, to me, that's that's been a really big thing in my life. I've had to let people go. I uh, have had a, a lot of people go that, that were very close to me just because of um, what I was getting involved in. And, you know, that's why I'm thankful for, for the guys that I have now, you know, Tom and Will, um, because, you know, they're constantly uh, putting me in a position to, to be better. And I, and I have a huge respect for that. So show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Nice. Okay, good. So that was a, that was a nice uh, pot bee for you guys. You know what a pot bee is? No. Pat on the back. Yeah. Hey. Pat on the back. Thanks, Nick. Right? Could I could I add one? Because I thought of another one. <laughs> so 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 my stepmom always used to tell me, because um, I you know I had ADD and I was a troublesome kid. I think we all had ADD. <laughs> I think we, we all, all had ADD. ADD. But yeah. but I was very disruptive and, and and you know all that you know getting into trouble as a kid. And she always used to tell me that you're you know I used to apologize and be sympathetic, but she always used to tell me is your actions speak louder than your words. Yeah. So I might say sorry, then a week later do the same exact thing. Yeah. Um. So that's something also I live by and, and and you know i i look at other people you know they might say one thing oh, yeah. and if their actions show me different you know mm. it's you know yes. and, and sometimes yeah. sometimes in my life and with people that i have relationships with i won't speak you know i won't say i love you every single day or or or, or how much i appreciate them every single day because my actions should show that that i appreciate right. them that i love them and i don't have to say that every single day to, to reassure them good by. tom i like that well you guys are pretty sharp <laughs> All right, so <laughs> here's another frivolous one for you. All right, let's see. We'll we'll start. Uh, we'll go over Nate. Beer, wine, spirits, or iced tea? Oh, love this question. I'm I'm a beer guy. All right, what are you drinking? I drink Guinness. I'm, are you kidding me? I am a stout. I am a stout man. Uh, you are you are my you're my uh, latest best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's an it's an acquired taste to most. I absolutely love it. Um, 
that's that's all I drink. I don't think there's any left in the fridge, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, Tom. Beer, wine, spirits, or iced tea? Vodka. <laughs> uh, oh my I've been, gosh, that's my second. Yeah. I've been on a, a a big vodka lemonade kick as of, as of recently. Okay. Um, Red jug. Yeah, I had two. Good. I had I had blueberry vodka lemonades last night. Um, <laughs> it was actually really cool. The first time it, the the it was actually blue. The drink was blue. Nice. Um, so that was cool. Um, and I also I've been getting into wines too. <laughs> Do a lot of work All right, I'm going to have to make a recommendation here because <laughs> enough of this uh, this flavored and colored vodka. <laughs> I want I want you to look for Luxasoa. Comes it's just like a square bottle. Okay, it's Polish potato vodka, Ooh, and it's very well priced. Lux Luxus, Lux Luxusoa. I couldn't tell you how to spell. L U X L U K S U S O A something like that. Luxusoa. Okay, potato vodka. My oh, rec- that's oh, my okay. recommendation. You want me to tell you how you spell it? L U K S U S O W A. All right, w. I did good except for the W. Yeah. Luxusoa. All right, check so, that out. So, I think it's a V, right? It's, All right. It's a v. Huh. It's a Soba. Smooth. Maybe. I uh, recommend. Okay, Will. Beer, wine, spirits, or iced tea? Uh, all of the above. I know it's a bad answer, but I just drink what's in front of me. Like, <laughs> He's not picky. I, I'm, I'm good. You with, were gonna drink that watered down nasty cup of coffee <laughs> that, that we that. improperly <laughs> made. I'm a coffee snob, okay. right? I mean, okay. I'll, I'll drink whatever. I, I How love was that, coffee. by the way. I'm not a coffee this wasn't drinker. Bad. It's it a chocolate bad. flavored was something. Was this chocolate? Yeah, that was the same one you really? picked. It was a chocolate. It tasted thing. like coffee. It wasn't hot chocolate. <laughs> it was it was chocolate flavored coffee. Yeah, I I, I know. All right. <laughs> it didn't, uh, there was no chocolate in it. I didn't really taste chocolate, but but yeah, no. I, I, I'm a snob when it comes to it coffee, but anything else, I, I just... Uh, okay, gotcha. All right, great. So um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I do uh, uh, coaching, entrepreneurial yeah. success coaching, as I call it right now. And I'm going to ask you guys a coaching question, if it's all right. Are you guys game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. absolutely. All right, so this is going to be a serious one where you're going to have to like think about it. All right. What is the one thing that you can either add or remove from your life to make your life more rewarding and fulfilling? Um, what is the one thing that you can either add or remove from your life to make your life more rewarding and fulfilling? So whoever wants to go first, go ahead. Uh, add. Um, okay. All right, martial this arts. is Will. Martial arts, definitely. You're um, going to add martial arts? Without a doubt, yeah. If you, if you, I 100% believe in this exercise, but mm-hmm. particularly martial arts, I do, um, I'm actually a competitive like MMA fighter interesting okay but um so brazilian jiu-jitsu is is, it it adds just such a different aspect to my life um that really you can't understand unless you go and do it it's like a chess match honestly but uh the internal kind of battle and game that you have with yourself and with another you know person it's it's just it it adds just a next level a different way of thinking it gives you perspective it it um it gives you discipline and it also gives you like a self-understanding of what you're capable of and what you're not capable of. And I think that's what really important. So, so you are already practing Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah. I've and you want, what are you adding? I missed, I didn't understand so if you that. Add, so, so what, Oh, are you, are you talking for me specifically or just in general? Cause I was talking just in general, you should add. Oh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu okay. To your life. Well, what are you going to add? What am I going to add? Yeah. Because, um, because oh, you want to make your yeah. life more rewarding so you mean fulfilling. like okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I I think I could. I should have been. Go ahead, give me. Time it's, to think, I yeah. should have been more specific yeah, and say so, to so, your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So for my life, 
Um, I'm All Tom, right. by the way. This is Tom. Yep. <laughs> um, for my life, I would like to add. It's small, but I yeah. think it could uh, benefit in, in many ways. Would be reading. <laughs> I think uh, reading specifically uh, books. Um, I find myself, you know, sitting in front of the television, oh. and kind of veg out, okay. Um, rather than you know put myself in, in into educational books. For example, I you know I I wanted to I bought a, a stock market book. Yeah, you know. Educational books, you know, or, or, or you know, books are fun. But on a variety of things, right? You exactly. get to expand your horizons. Exactly. Since I assume you're and in your 20s still. Yes, yes. And that's something that... So was that some advice that we had earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. When and, you're in your 20s. And that's something that, that I see other older entrepreneurs, you know, they're, they're always saying that they have, they're yeah. reading this book, that book. And I know, you know, even, uh, uh, what, what's the... Uh, a good dad, poor dad. What's yeah. rich dad, rich dad, poor dad, dad, dad is a rich good dad. Poor <laughs> rich dad, poor dad. That author is great. I, I yeah. know. I know. I bought a book for Kiyosaki. For, yeah. Yeah. Um, so 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 books like that that could really benefit and give. Do you like to read? I did. Okay. Um, and then I got to high school. <laughs> and they made you. They and made then, you read stuff you then, didn't really want to read, and right? I got to high school and college, and I didn't want to read textbooks. And yeah. then I'm like, I don't feel like reading. And then you get out of the habit of it. You really do. Yeah. If you ask any kid in high school, uh, I bet you 90 percent of them say, "No, I don't read." I, <laughs> I actually, college. I actually do most of my reading now digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, can I? So, do you want what kind of books? So, like, like business related books, personal development, or just anything. Um, I want to say a variety um, All right. uh, with a focus on personal development. Just Can I make a recommendation? Sure. All right. The, the A number one book, unless you're very religious and I'm you say like the Torah or the Bible, would be Think and Grow Rich by, by Napoleon Hill. It's Think a classic. There's one right behind you. There's one right behind Nate. I saw that earlier. And then there's, the, there's, okay. a, there's, a, there's another one, a newer one too, that has stuff from Hill. And then if you like Rich Man, Poor Man, you lo- you might like the Richest Man and Babylon. They'll but, both help you. Yeah, but I think that, you know, that reading books like that, yeah. it can, one, give you a, a different perspective in life, but, you, you know, and you could apply that. Absolutely. The concepts yep. from the books to your life and see differences. So I think that's, that's it's a simple way, but it, it, the potential is, is unreal. Yeah, you tap into knowledge of other people's knowledge. You can read them online, mm-hmm. digitally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Who's up, Nate? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I was going to answer <laughs> with, uh, I felt like something that was simple, but, uh, you know, as, as Tom was talking and Will was talking, I thought, I, I thought I'd try to look a little bit deeper um, into my own self. You know, I think it's easy to add like, like a material or an object or sure. take away something to make life more simple, you know, and, and for that reason, you're able to feel more rewarding because you're accomplishing your things. But no, I, I think that I'd add, I think I'd add understanding. Um, I think I'd add understanding because when when someone looks at something as rewarding, it's based on the way that they define what a reward to them is. And so um, in understanding something, we're able to come from a different approach. If we're able to understand uh, where someone's coming from, then we're able to come with a certain response and our certain response in that, in that scenario could be rewarding. If we understand... Um, how something is happening or occurring in our life, the way that we define it can determine whether or not we see it as rewarding. Uh, I think that understanding a situation is what I would add to my life. I like it. Yeah, definitely. I love, I love the way you described it. Will, did you want to amend your answer, which by the way, was awesome. Yeah. I mean, these are kind of open-ended questions anyway. So like your answer is perfect and it's fine. I didn't want you to feel, I didn't want you to feel like 
be like it wasn't good. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Uh, and that's cool. Yeah. So in my life, I think uh, specifically, uh, definitely it's going to be timeline, an, an agenda. You know, I do a lot of things in a day. And, I, you know, I think I mentioned, you know, ADD, you know, we I think it's an important trait for an entrepreneur because we can go from idea to idea and, yeah. and formulate things and make things happen. But when you do that, you can start a lot of things and not finish a lot of things. And um, also you can spend more time doing things that uh, maybe and, and, and not get other things done. Um, and one of the most important things, I think, is consistency, you know, getting things done every day or doing something every day. You know, making sure you have time to get your workout in and get to work and do all the other things you need to get done at home. Building that balance through an agenda is going to be, and, and it's not that I don't have one. It's just, I don't have one that's, that I'm able to always strictly abide by. You know what I mean? I, I think that that's going to be important for me. So. Well, it's kind of like, you know, mission state. It gives you a place to navigate back to. All right, cool. Well, listen, we've come to the end of this episode. Finally, huh? No, it's, been, it's been great. Yeah, this honestly. was a long one. Yeah. It didn't even, uh, honestly, it didn't even feel, yeah. it did not feel long at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Russ the Big Guy. This is Thomas Andrew Dish. It's Will Brennan. And Nate Rose. And we're thanking you for listening in. That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. I hope you were entertained and you discovered at least one nugget of wisdom or advice that you can put into action immediately. Or maybe you received some inspiration from today's episode. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. Please share it with them. You might be the important link that will change their life for the better. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode and it will make it easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So please subscribe. It will benefit us all. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment and send me a DM. I read everyone personally and I do my best to respond to each and every one. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in the comments, shares, DMs, and from the list of subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, share, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. A special thanks to Brenna Swanger at Waverly Manor Studios for our great theme music. And finally, thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.